Hello and welcome to this first uh, live episode of Phantasmal Farces Adventurize. Today we will be doing uh, Loki Season 1, hot off watching the final episode of the season. So please be aware, spoilers ahead. Um, Loki is an American television series created by Michael Waldron set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, or MCU, and takes place after the events of the film Adventures Endgame, in which an ultimate version of Loki creates a new timeline. Loki is produced by Marvel Studios, with Waldron serving as head writer and Kate Heron directing for the first season. A second season has been announced and is in development. Opinionize. So, hello, Alan. Hello. Did I do good? Was that was that what you wanted? The the trying to do the voice, but without any effects. That will that will do for our first live, probably last live edition. Um. So yeah, Loki. What do you think? Okay, I thought it was really good. I, I, I I'm not sure which of the the Marvel, um, TV programs they've put out this year is my favorite i like i've liked them all personally um i like what i really like about my uh loki is that it has very heavily built up the next kind of phase for marvel uh it's it's definitely moving things forward because uh if the rumors are to be believed it does actually reveal who Basically, this next phase is equivalent of Thanos is going to be. Um, so I was quite excited about that. Um, we've already given, I've just realized we've given a spoiler warning. So as in uh, the fact that it's going to be Kang the Conqueror. Um, and it just so happens that the enemy at the end of Loki season one happens to be played by the same actor who's been confirmed to be playing Kang the Conqueror. So. Uh, I'm assuming he isn't Kang the Conqueror in Loki, He's, but Kang the Conqueror is a variant of the character introduced in Loki, as I'm guessing how it's going to work out. I would imagine so, yes. Um, it was a bit like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I felt, though, where it did have like a bell curve of action. Like the most action-packed ones, episodes were in the middle. And then it went back to world building and uh, explanation for the finale, um, which I thought was the same as Falcon and Winter Soldier, whereas I thought WandaVision, each episode built up and the, the, to a, like a crescendo at the end, as in the finale of WandaVision was the most action-packed one, whereas Falcon and Winter Soldier and uh, Loki, arguably, you could argue it's a it's a better thing. They kind of ramped up and then also ramped down, but in a way that set things up very nicely. And you want to you want it to come back. Yeah, that you you made a good point there with um, the fact that it it set up season or or uh, what do they call it uh, phase four. Um, yeah. I never really thought of it that much, to be honest. I always, I just saw it as Loki and got really excited. But maybe my my opinion of it is based off of excitement to see what comes next, uh, subconsciously maybe. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was a slow one for me at first. The first two episodes, it took me a while to really get to grips with what was actually being going on. Um, but once the concept of the time travel and how this Loki was coming into being and, and all the rest of it, once I'd gotten my head around that and I got to grips with it and understood it in my own mind, that's when the show really took off for me because I didn't have to worry about those things. I understood it, I had it down on pat, and then that was, I could just enjoy the story then unfolding. And it really, you know, after that then, see episode three kicks in and it sort of shifts then into like fourth gear because it started for me in third gear already. You know, it, it came in with a big bang. There was laughs and joking and a bit of exposition going along, and then all of a sudden, then it's into it. Yeah, the the last episode does just then involve a lot of story, but I was involved by that point, so it didn't bother me so much. I was I was in there, like, um, it's sort of there's moments of pathos and sensitivity in there, um, and I really felt for Loki as well as Sylvie to a point, but yeah, like, Tom Hiddleston was just the 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 shining star of it all he was really the one that you know his acting really dragged me into the character i could read his emotions in his eyes you know and i really got truly involved um like when the arc ship was destroyed it it resonated with me because he stood there he's huffing and puffing because he'd been fighting and it's just in his face and i was i really gutted alongside him um so yeah i can't wait for more i really yeah and I, I, I definitely agree with the, the Tom Hiddleston's uh, estimation. I think um, that's something that was quite good about, again, all the uh, uh, Marvel TV shows that, have, that, you know, they've just done. Not, I, I don't mean the Netflix ones. I mean the, the, the recent uh, string. They gave um, some of the actors... Uh, who were in the other films but played kind of sidekicks got, or like Loki, uh, enemies. They got a lot of spotlight to kind of, they got a lot of good material to really kind of show how good they are. Um, not that they do a bad job in the others, but like, um, and particularly I think with Loki, he gets a, he gets a really, there's a lot of meat to Loki's arc, and yeah, it just kind of shows how good he was in the part anyway. Yeah, yeah, and he, again, because it's an early version of Loki, I think he was just being arrested for the attack on New York. So yes. he was still arrogant Loki. He hadn't had that arc through season, uh, phase three, where he'd grown to love his brother again and, and become a lot more humble. So, it, but he, he, again, he gradually grew over time and it, it, it came out again across it. And Loki wasn't a bad guy in the end for me. No, I would say definitely not. He's maybe not a good, maybe a good guy is the wrong term, but he's certainly grown. He's not, he's not a... I think that's the easiest way to put it, is just he's not a bad guy. And arguably, he is a good guy, because he also didn't want to... Uh, yeah. He wanted to... He tried to convince Sylvie to let go of her anger and not kill uh, he who remains. Um, yeah, he did a selfless act, which was, you know, again, something that a hero would be considered to do. Yes, but I think I think that... 
come season two, he'll be back to. I don't think he'll. I don't think the full hero thing will stick. He'll be back to being, and or at least there will be shades of anti-hero. I don't think he'll stay. I don't think he's going to be like as kind of pure white knight Captain America type thing. Mm. No, he's the god of mischief after all. Mechanized. Okay, so there's an awful lot with this one. Like, so many ways to go, so many places to begin. I'll let you do that. Okay, so I can already hear you asking the question, where do the players go, you ask? I mean, there's a lot of I possibilities. I would be asking that question. <laughs> there's a lot of possibilities. So let's try and unpack them all as best as we can. Um... My personal favourite, so I'll just I'll come straight out out of the gate with my personal favourite, uh, is to see different Lokis. The show has already proven that there are different variants, and it's not all Tom Hiddleston, uh, male, Caucasian, black-haired Loki. There are many different variants, literally, you know, differentiations of of uh, of Loki. There was an older Loki known as uh, was it classic Loki they called him, which was Richard E. It, Grant played yeah. Jeff's kiss superbly. Yeah, he he was credited as classic Loki, and he wore the uh, the green and yellow costume that uh, Loki originally had in the comics. Uh, it was there was a child Loki who had actually managed to kill Thor. There was an African American. Uh, Loki, uh, he was he was a barbarian of sorts. He, although he was still the trickster god, he was very much the 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 tank uh, of any sort of RPG game. He was big and broad and was more akin to using his fists. And although, he had a ha and he had a hammer too. And he had a hammer as well. Um, but he again, he still had the sort of the the, the backstabbing side of Loki. Um, well, that was the thing. Apart from our main Lokis, they all had that, didn't they? Because it turned out when they have that event where is it, do they call him like President Loki or something or yes, Prime Minister one, Loki? The one I thought would be our Loki, aka Tom Hiddleston Loki, Earth Six One Six Loki. Uh, I thought he would, uh, you know, you've seen the promotional pictures. He's there with a Loki little button or badge. Uh, and then there's someone who, in, a, in, a, um, in a Russian sort of hat on and so forth, either side of him. I always thought that would be ours, but it wasn't. It was a, someone similar to him. Yeah, and it but it turns out that all of them are trying to, um, with the exception of a few of them, they're all trying to uh, backstab each other. So it, um, which ultimately plays out in the main character's favor because it means they can slip away. But uh, yeah, they all had, a, there was some level of trickster deceptiveness in every single one. Except maybe classic Loki. He seemed to have perhaps become too old to bother with that yeah without going too much into the detail of it he was too long in the tooth he'd seen enough and he'd lived long enough to to not be bothered with it anymore he just wanted to just get on with it um but yeah to the point at hand though there are so many uh different lokis that you could be then 
why not have your players play a variant of Loki? You know, you don't have to have Tom Hiddleston's Loki, Earth 1616, 616, uh, front and center stage. You could be a bear Loki or a dragon Loki, a, a nuke Loki, female, male, alien, good, bad, ugly. Hell, you could be a DC character Loki for all anyone cares, you know? Um, yeah. So you could be a variant of any description you want. And that, that would be a team of people like that just going up against whatever the GM threw them would basically emulate Loki, the program, in and of itself. That would be sufficient in my eyes. Um, obviously, there's a lot more to go with it, but that would be that would be one starting point for me, at least. Yeah, see, I, what I had the idea was, if you got the party, and like communally you make a character, a single character. Okay. Uh, so you don't take Loki, but you all make this character... And then you all make variant, and then you all make your own personal variant of this character you've collectively made. Okay. Um, I thought that would be an that, and that would be a way to, if you wanted to not use Loki, if you wanted to change the. I know it's across all time, but if you wanted to change the, the setting or or something like that, or you, or you just wanted a bit of you didn't want to be Loki. Um, I thought that would be quite a interesting thing because you obviously will build a, and when I say um, build, I would include like the GM and you know basically everyone goes well. Who is this person? Makes him, but no one plays the standard one. Everyone is a variant, so they. Like mm. Um, and another thing I thought of because obviously Loki sees his death and he sees all the stuff that happens. Uh, or sh rather should happen to him had the, uh, was it, sacred timeline carried on. It gave me a weird thing of, because obviously characters, um, people write backstories for their characters. I know not everyone does. Some people, they are just, you know, they are uh, a fighter that just goes around chopping people up and that's all they are and that's all they ever will be and all they ever were. Um, but people do write backstories. But what about, because this will be someone who, uh, if they do go to the TVA, will be able to view their entire life, um, get players to write a, I didn't really know what to call it, but like a, a four story, i.e. the things that haven't happened to the character yet and won't happen to the character, but would have happened had they uh, not become a variant. Okay, so write the whole timeline backstory up until their Nexus event, and then what what had things gone as planned, then what would have come before them? Okay, I get that. Yeah, because then you can have a look at what... Uh, uh, the same way that people like have backstories and might have something in their past they want to overcome, uh, it's kind of... a a the opposite effect it's um a destiny they have that they don't want that they want to subvert but obviously their character it is a, it is a bit of meta knowledge because obviously their character might not know what they're supposed to do but their player will and it's another way it's kind of it's like backstory but but different and i just thought uh 
I just thought that was an interesting concept of doing a four story because like back and forth, that's where I got that. Yeah, um, it would be helpful for the GM to have that because then somehow, somewhere, they could um, they could reveal that information to them. Yeah, I because you could either have it like the I can't remember what they call it, but like the video that they show Loki, or as part of the adventure, you go back into their timeline later on and meet themselves as they would have been had they not changed. Yeah, or they happen to come across a fortune teller or some sort of mystic who sees that their future is very blurry as if it doesn't even exist because this person doesn't exist technically. They're outside of the timeline. Yeah. Um, so... I like that concept, though. That's a good one with the, the variance off of one person. Um, but then you've obviously got all these players and they've got their characters together. As for the story, you know, you could follow the series if you choose. Uh, it would make for a, a good cliffhanger ending over maybe two or three sessions because the series condensed into a, um, into a, a, a game. You're not going to spend so much time sort of going through the minutiae of the train ride, you know, where they're getting drunk or whatever. It would probably just be a fade to black situation. Um, so a lot of it will probably be cut down. But, uh, yeah, there's that. Or, oh, again, uh, my idea would be, well, it's not so much an idea, but what I would like to see is just to really get convoluted and then just hop from historic event to a future location anywhere Um to maybe even a different universe. We don't know what season two will bring, but that's a possibility. And then just cause mischief wherever you are, you know? The more mischief, the bigger the likelihood of the TVA arriving to capture and prune you is. Because that that's the bottom line of it is, at the end of the day, if you're out there and about there, the TVA, as it currently stands in season one, will attempt to, to locate and apprehend you. Yeah, speaking of pruning, um, which for those listening who haven't seen the show is it's kind of killing someone, but basically it sends them to the void. They don't die as such. They get sent to the void at the end of time. Um, we then they die. Uh, yes. It, it, most of the time. Yeah. But, but what I was going to say is, would you replace standard death with the void so when people get pruned it's just a further part of the adventure i.e they don't die they're not out they're just sent to this other location to try and uh get out of yes and no i mean the it, it wasn't so much death as actually being pruned is what happened so it depends if they have been touched by the time the minutemen's time club then yes but if they simply were to die like being stabbed multiple times or shot or drowned or whatever then no i wouldn't replace the void they would simply be dead nothing wrong then with picking up the story elsewhere where they find another variant later on down the line but i would leave it to be pruning leads to the void okay so you wouldn't you wouldn't have only pruning there would yeah. still be regular regular death as well myself personally yes because it it 
if you're not aware of what comes at the end of pruning, much the same as Sylvie, she had to take a, a leap of faith to prune herself. Yes. So that that's for me anyway. What, what, what would you do then? Um, I'm not sure, because it would be a lot of work to, whenever someone dies, they go somewhere else, because you've then effectively got to run two adventures. The adventure that was going on initially, and then now the people try the person trying to uh, navigate the void um but you could still just give them a new adventure but uh, a new character but once the characters learn of the void if they lose a character pr to pruning that they really enjoy they could convince the the party to um, yeah. rescue them so that so that no character needs to truly be gone forever they can be recovered from the void. However, I said no one is truly gone. You've obviously got the Eliath, the thing that just consumes, and when you said that they go to the void and then die, Eliath is the thing that kills them. Um, would you have that? So there are some things. That, basically, there's a lot, but I like the idea of having this uh, void. It's It's similar to the concept of having an afterlife, because obviously there are people who go and they quest, you know, as in they go to hell to recover their, you know, whoever, sister's soul or whatever. It's, the, it's, a, it's a similar concept, but I quite liked it being... Uh, Agreed, yeah. I, I like the void as a place, and it can be used as a, quite a useful tool for furthering the story, much the same as in the show itself. They had to go to the void to be able to go beyond the void. Um because there was the void was just a, a step in time, an area in time where things was being written, like the strings on a loom were being woven together, sort of thing. This was that area between the just the bare thread and before it was being woven, as it were. That's why everything was being sent there, because then it was being destroyed as time was was writing itself. Um. So yeah, I've I've got no problem with that. It, it's part of the story. It can be used as a location, certainly. Um, messages could could obviously leave there as well as we f saw. People could leave there as well with the right um, the right uh, equipment. Uh, equipment. Thank you, equipment. Um, and obviously, yeah, there are lots of elements of danger there. So if you did manage to avoid a liath, there are many people who have managed to survive and are dangerous there as well. Yes. So, yeah. I other var other variants of and it's a good place for um collections of variants or like teams yeah. of variants yeah loki was the standout one because the the main theme throughout it was always we survive that that was loki's thing that was his raison d'etre is that they survive so those ones in particular managed to survive um more so than anyone else due to the fact that uh it is just an innate ability of theirs, almost. Yeah, because like there was a whole battleship full of people that get sent to the void, and it doesn't last very long. No. Um, because anyone who's pruned, and they prune the timeline, so any, I suppose the entire human race at that point in time, maybe, or at least in the near area, would be sent away, um, but are quickly dispatched by the Eliath character. Um, so yeah, again, there's nothing stopping you from using that area and uh, obviously seeing something that maybe or you know some sort of event shows up where a battleship drops into the middle of it all and uh, 
you know, you, you they try and fight or you try and save them or whatever the case is, but going up against a Lyoth would be foolish anyway. Uh, alternatively, we've gone through a bit of the story. Alternatively, for your characters then, uh, you could be the TVA agents. Okay, now I was thinking, you know, you could, you could, do, you could do a standard sort of... Um, uh, you could do a standard sort of one-shot or, or several sort of uh, West Marches sort of uh, concept here where agents have been given their briefing and they can go off and, and, and dispatch whatever needs to be dispatched. For example, uh, Operation Valkyrie, as it was known, where the assassination of Hitler, maybe it's successful. They sadly have to keep the time... It's just an example. It's a very bad one. Nobody would want to see that one actually not succeed. But, you know, trying to stop various things, such as uh, the Hindenburg disaster, that has to yeah. blow up. So you have to keep that one going as is. Um, but going a little further... now. I appreciate that this is a lot of work on the part of the GM, so it is maybe best kept to just a one-shot status because uh, it'll limit effort and time exerted. But with a yeah. lot of planning, you could have several files prepared to sieve through. So basically, you're all agents of the TVA sat around, and the GM gives you files with information. So much like episode three, I think it was, or episode two, where Loki and... Morbius had to sit down and try and figure out where the variant as she was known at the point where she was hiding. So you give out these uh, these files as the GM, um, and then they have to discern piecing little bits of information together uh, where this where this variant it doesn't have to be Sylvie, but you, you know your TV agents and you have to track down the variant. Um, and then obviously you hunt you 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 think you know where you've got it, then you travel to that location and then the hunt properly begins in earnest. You could have gotten the wrong place, in which case you're back to the drawing board. Or you could have gotten the right place and then obviously the chase ensues. Yeah. So um you mean kind of like um things like almost like an unlock you know, obviously not card and app application based, but like the unlock games or I'm trying to think of like a de they do detective based ones where you get a monthly box sent to you. Um, yes, I do. I catch do a, a, catch a killer or something. I think it's called I, something like that. I do actually have some of them, which maybe we uh, maybe I should bring along to our board game sessions if Gen Seven is continues to be a bother. Um, yeah, something similar to that. So you already have you you know what I'm talking about then. So what what, what what's yours called? Uh, Detective Club. Yeah, it was so. it was on Kickstarter. I backed it on Kickstarter. I don't know uh, what its availability or price is uh, if you buy it now. Yeah, but, there's uh, also sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, but yeah, basically, I I I haven't actually done them. They're uh, they're sitting there waiting to be done. So. Uh, is uh, detective something as well? I can't remember. I've got it downstairs. It's a detective game, um, which is called Detective. Um, yeah, it's called Detective, a modern crime game or something. It's called, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So there's that one. Um, but I suppose something similar to it, which wouldn't need much prep, would be um, Shanghai. Is that what it's called? Not sure. 
What's the one that you always, we always play where you got the bullets? Murder in Hong Kong or something? Oh, yeah, Deception Murder in Hong Kong, yeah. Decep- yeah, something similar to that where you've obviously got these... Well, not obviously, nothing's obvious, but where you've got the um, little bits of information being handed out to you. So you could kind of play it like that almost. Yeah, no, I think that's good, but I... I... I think you are right to put the caveat of uh, this is a lot of work and you would have to be prepared that it wouldn't, that it might just fizzle out and not, not work. That, that, that's an unfortunate thing you'd have to be prepared for. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, there's, there's, you, you can't really give, you can give red herrings, but you can't bit, put a big neon sign on this is the clue you're looking for, because that, that obviously defeats the object of, of any sort of game of it. But yeah, it, it might not work. Could yeah, completely could, backfire. Yeah, because basically the players might all go, uh, I don't know, what's a clue? Hint, please. Like, they're, they're quite hard those kind of things are quite hard to um, balance so that most people get what you're getting at without being too obvious. Um, Things like that tend to either be super easy or very, very hard. Um, But yes, I I really like that idea because I've recently played a computer game called Cyber Manhunt. and the basic concept of that is you work for a company who investigate incidents that have happened, uh, and it basically gives you uh, there's like a, a fake web browser. Obviously, you can only do certain so limited things, but basically, it'll be like you know, like someone uh, you know jumped out of a window you know was it was it really suicide and basically you search their name it leads to websites which you then get clues to like their email passwords and things like that until you can get into their emails and you find and eventually you find the 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 true story as it were um so it would also be kind of like that i know you don't know what that is because you haven't played but um for anyone who it sounds interesting i would recommend Cyberman and it's got a bit of a poor translation though that's my only caveat a um, similar one to that is um is one that of his name is completely lost to me but uh i'll try and remember it in a minute sorry you carry on and i'll i'll, I'll quickly come back and circle around when i remember what the name is okay yeah yeah no it's just it's just a bit of a, a poor translation only in um grammar sense like it there's a lot of things where it says like uh, I'm just trying to think of uh, like it'll say like these information instead of this information and stuff like that. It's not so bad then. It's not going to be these bases are belong to us or whatever. That's... Oh no, it's nowhere. It's nowhere. It's nowhere near that bad. But you will occasionally go. Excuse me. What? <laughs> you 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 always get what it means, but. It, it it's prominent enough that you will go, excuse me? Um, obviously, I can't speak for any... Um, I believe it's um, a Chinese company, and obviously I'm speaking from the English translation, so I'm not sure what other languages it's in, and I can't comment on how good the, those translations are. 
Do you remember the other one? Uh, yes, it's called Orwell. Oh, okay. You play uh, a person sat at their terminal uh, and you're given a lead and then you have to follow the rabbit hole down to try and find, because it's Orwell, it's an Orwellian, uh, you're the person behind the screen sort of trying to find the dissidents. Um, that I won't spoil you because that hasn't come with any warnings today. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's Orwell. It's actually a really good game. I enjoyed it. Only played about 85 minutes, unfortunately, but uh, I enjoyed what time I played with it. So we have several concepts and ideas. Uh, would you have any ideas as to how to put them or bring them into reality? Uh, my initial thought is no not really um i think any game system as long as it's not too rigid in concept if you're playing something like uh certain powered by the apocalypse games where they're, they're about a very specific thing they're never going to work you need something that has quite a that casts a wide net um so you could get away with something like D D. there is probably enough variation in D D that it it works um so yeah i would say anything with a lot of variety um or at least can handle things being different and isn't too specific um however there's although i haven't read it so this is a bit of a blind uh suggestion um there i have read other gumshoe games so i'm familiar with gumshoe the system but there is a game called time watch um, which is a gumshoe game by Palgrave Press, um, and that the whole concept of that is kind of being the TVA, i.e., your people who go about fix is time cop. You know, you fix problems in the timeline. Oh, pardon me. What about yourself? Uh, I would agree to a point with what you said. Uh, diversity is key for what system you're using uh, and of course would allow magic along with it as well um because with the variants and the, the variety that the difference and the diversity that you could play something with as much open-ended character creation as it were um would be best so you know your standard sort of generic ones sort of GURPS or, or genesis maybe starfinder because there's a lot of races it is a sort of sci-fi it is sci-fi but so is the tva although it has a, a 1960s feel to it you know it doesn't mean that you can't sort of twist it to be a little bit more sci-fi instead so the races to choose from you know there's so many options you could make very different characters just by a different race yeah, I would disagree on the fact of D&D, though. I don't think there is that much different. Yes, there's a lot of races, but you're limited with... I mean, I suppose Loki would be a sorcerer of, of sorts, but then if everyone's a sorcerer, you're then hampered then by your AC, your, you know, your, your various stats and whatnot. So I think you may be hamstrung in that sense with the diverse side of things. You're not going to be as strong as you may want to be in you know do you, do you see where i'm coming from with that uh i do but then you've got like uh just using the things from the show you've got um he was called the um 
the the black Loki was uh, he was credited as the boastful Loki. Um, he, like you said, is your your bruiser, so he can fit a a fighter, barbarian, paladin. Uh, like you say, regular Loki and uh, classic Loki. Uh, well, regular Loki's more a sorcerer. Classic Loki kind of fits the more wizard type mold, I would say. Uh, yeah, power, yeah. Uh, Sylvie is kind of a rogue slash uh, maybe bard, you know, just because obviously she can enchant people to to go into their, their minds. So, you know, it's not a uh, thing. So I... I I, I do get where you're coming from, but I think if you if you think about it, you can you you can do the D and D is D and D isn't too specific. It might not be the best fit, but I I I think it is is perfectly doable. But uh, I I do also see where you're coming from. More obvious, maybe it's not obvious. I don't know, but a more obvious one would obviously be the Supers RPGs. Um, so I think there's a Marvel one coming out soon, isn't there? There was certainly one announced recently. Yes, it's it's allegedly going to use a D six one six system. So okay. interesting to see what that's going to be. Uh, but then you've got but anything with the word capes in it, really. So you've got capes, capes, curls, and villain foul. Uh, and then I think the more the more famous of the the lot then is mutants and masterminds. So they could also be because that again builds into the superhero um, allowing of of special abilities or the use of magic um, and, and things like that as well. So that they they're options as well. I would think. Oh yeah, definitely. Summarized. Okay, I think I know the answers to all this, but um, I'd really like to do. I'd really like to do something with this. I quite, I'd quite like to see my idea of we make one character and then we make our own special variants. I, I, I would like to do that, and I'd, I, I would do that as either a player or a GM. I think. I I was going to say, oh, I'd love to try my idea, but actually what you've touted there and what you've put forward, I, I do like that idea as well. Um, but yeah, either way, even if with a TVA or whatever the case may be, I, I'd love to play this because causing mischief like only the god of mischief could would be good. I mean, I'd, I'd try and GM it. I'd certainly give the detective game that I put forward, I'd like to give it a try, but... Yeah, I'm I'm fully aware that it could be 30 minutes an absolute flop and then we have to move on. So I would definitely have a plan B in my back pocket ready to uh ready to uh, go, which might not even be Loki, but uh yeah, it's good, good idea. Okay. So that was our first uh, attempt at just doing, well, what's it called? Riding the zeitgeist, you know, being hip, do it, riding that, riding along on the hype train. But yeah, I, I literally watched it maybe seven hours ago. Um, I was inspired immediately. I, I had to talk to someone about it. Um, so naturally, I got on the blower to you, and I was like, "Can we please do this? Can we please do it live and give it a go?" Hope 
hopefully this meets everyone's expectation of what we put out. I mean, the bar can't get any lower, really, so I think we're okay. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, as usual, uh, let us know what you think on Twitter. Um, Twitter's probably the best place to do it, though we do have all the other ones as well, I think. There's probably yeah. some we're missing. Um, we're not on TikTok, but I don't think we ever will be. Yeah, I have no plans to be. Um, uh, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, please do give Loki a, a look if you haven't already. Uh, the spoilers haven't put you off uh, looking at it. And obviously, as usual, please use the affiliate link in the description to do any purchases with worldwide uh, shipping. Firestone Games is probably the number one choice to go with. I would agree. And we will see you probably in our usual more planned and edited format sometime in the future.